Well, if you listen to the media and to the disinformation project, you would think that only right-wing people are protesters, haters, aggressive, phobics, and have personal issues. I remember the disinformation report at the beginning of 2022 last year, and it talked about the COVID-19 outbreak, and apparently, you know, the uh, protests around that issue were highly visible, potent symbols, pushing various far-right and conservative ideologies around faith, abortion, euthanasia, cannabis law reform, uh, conversion therapy, gender, and many other social conservative issues. And then, of course, there was the uh, the documentary Web of Chaos, funded by you via New Zealand On Air, which was a deep dive into the world of disinformation, which was uh, spreading at pace uh, throughout Aotearoa and the world. And apparently there was going to be striking consequences for social cohesion and democracy. Uh, and of course, we were also told, in fact, that right-wing people are so problematic that if you're a trad wife who prefers to take a traditional role in marriage, and including the belief that a woman doesn't lose anything by choosing to stay at home and supporting their family needs better, and if they're white and they're Christian and into cooking with your children, they're on Instagram or Pinterest, interior design, knitting, children's clothing, healthy food for children, then you're being drawn into right white nationalist ideas. Right wing, you are the problem. Uh, the problem is, though, that left wing violent activism has cropped up frequently in the US in recent years, most notably during the summer of 2020, when activists destroyed the downtown areas of major cities during the protests around the death of George Floyd. And then there was also the attempted murder by a pro abortionist of a Supreme Court justice after the leaking of the draft of an opinion by the Supreme Court signalling that it was going to overturn Roe v. Wade. And even here in New Zealand, we saw violence from trans-right protesters and activists at the Posey-Parker rally. Well, a new study came out over the weekend, and it argued that left-wing extremism and aggression are linked to psychopathic or psych psychopathic and narcissistic tendencies. What? Well, we better check this out. So the study is entitled Understanding Left-Wing Authoritarianism Relations to the Dark Personality Traits, Altruism and Social Justice Commitment. And well, it's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? It's been published in the peer-reviewed journal Current Psychology and the lead author is the head of the Educational Psychology Lab at the University of Bern in Switzerland. Now, let's have a read. The, the first thing the paper does is acknowledge the violent protesters, uh, protests attributed to the right. And of course, those were some of those protesters involved in January 6, 2021 in the US. And I would add the neo-Nazis at Gatecrash Posey Parker's rally in Melbourne. And some would argue that it was right-wing extremism which was present at the parliamentary protest against the mandates in the final days. Although surveys of the political allegiance amongst that crowd actually showed there was an even spread of right and left-wing ideology present. So let's have a look at what this study actually says. The paper says, in the past, authoritarianism, and authoritarianism has been dominantly investigated in individuals with right-wing political ideologies, uh, think the Disinformation Project. And that the notion of left-wing authoritarianism has been met with, with scepticism by many researchers. 
But this study argues that people with narcissistic or psychopathic tendencies are more likely to strongly endorse left-wing aggression against authority and tend to be drawn more to certain aggressive left-wing political and social activities. Uh, and as I mentioned, uh, some of those BLM protests included uh, violence, clashes with the police, vandalism, looting, or other significant destructions of destruction of local businesses and communities. Their desire to engage in these activities is not always rooted in a genuine desire for social justice, though, but rather is a way to satisfy their ego, according to the study. Now, the study introduced a new term for this behavior called the dark ego vehicle principle. According to this principle, individuals with dark personalities, such as high narcissistic or psychopathic traits, are attracted to certain forms of political and social activism, which they can use as a vehicle to satisfy their own ego-focused needs instead of actually aiming at social justice and equality. Now, the study was made up of two studies, both of which found that individuals who strongly endorse anti-hierarchical aggression to overthrow those in power are narcissistic individuals with psychopathic attributes and thus driven by ego-focused motives. <laughs> And the authors said, in particular, certain forms of activism might provide them with opportunities for positive self-presentation and displays of moral superiority to gain social status, to dominate others, and to engage in social conflicts and aggression to satisfy their need for thrill-seeking. And the study authors warned that minority groups should be made aware of the narcissistic enemies from within their activist movement, as these individuals could hijack the cause, thereby reducing the success of the activism in many ways. And they say narcissists pretend to be pro-social, uh, but actually tend to have low empathy. And the authors said they wanted to invest the personality traits linked with left-wing authoritarianism because the concept had been met with skepticism uh, by many researchers and there is not a lot of research on the subject. And they said, we were interested in the psychological factors behind authoritarianism. There is a wide range of literature and research in the field of right-wing authoritarianism. However, research on authoritarianism observed in individuals who are supportive of left-wing political ideologies are still rare. How convenient. Now, just finally, they defined left-wing authoritarianism as a combination of three things. Well, actually, I found four things that they actually summarized it at. Uh, firstly, they said that it was anti-hierarchical aggression or wanting to use force to overthrow established hierarchies. Anti-conventionalism, or embracing progressive moral values. I have issues where I have 
taken very strong positions on things that are quite personal. Euthanasia, I've always been consistent on. Abortion law, not only did I take a position, I pursued it and changed the law in Parliament. And thirdly, they said top-down censorship. Free to visit at any time to clarify any rumour you may hear, covid19.govt.nz. Otherwise, dismiss anything else. We will continue to be your single source of truth. And finally, they said wanting to use the government to suppress speech. Is there a possibility that you will not introduce hate speech laws in line with those Royal Commission recommendations? It's not something that I've considered. I haven't taken it off the table for a very clear reason. Mm. I do think, you know, look, we have to give it a real spin. If there is a way that we can introduce mm. laws in New Zealand that give effect to our domestic mm. conditions here that work for us, then we must be bold enough to try. Uh, yeah, uh, bold enough to try. Now, the authors cautioned, however, that authoritarianism can be found on both sides of the political spectrum. Well, yes, they can. Absolutely. But when a left-wing statement like this is made... I am a prevention violence minister, and I know who causes violence in the world. It is white cis men. That is white cis men. Okay, but... Yeah, when that's made, the disinformation project is nowhere to be seen or heard, despite the factual errors being stated. If you're going to call yourself the disinformation project, then deal with all disinformation. But of course, they don't and they won't. And that's why they have zero credibility. Now, this latest study concludes that some leftist political activists do not actually strive for social justice and equality, but rather use political activism to endorse or exercise violence against others to satisfy their own ego-focused needs. Now, uh, just one other thing. The paper referred to another study from the end of last year by the Polarization Research Lab, which surveys politics and polarization in the US. And their survey at the end of last year showed that even though most followers of both political sides reject violence, some left-wingers, that's the blue bars in the chart, Democrat voters, are more likely than right-wingers, that's the red bar, Republicans, to endorse assaulting or even murdering their political opponents. Now, look, let's be clear. There are extremists on both sides, no denying that. But until we're willing to call out both extremities and call all violence, threats, and vandalism, like we saw at the Posey Parker rally, unacceptable, then we'll never solve the problem. That's the exact point being made with this new study. I might even send a copy of this to the Disinformation Project. Mm -hmm.